back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a really good day today. Interesting day in the markets. Going to talk about the big comeback today on the backs of the Fed minutes, which said, boy, we're going to hike rates 1,057 times in the next 30 days. That's kind of what they said. Paraphrasing just a little bit. But the markets rallied on that news. It's not the news, folks, that matters most. It's the market's reaction to that news. Remember that. It's always the case. Thank you to my mentor, Ted Parsons, for teaching me that when I was about 24 years old and a rookie stockbroker at Underwood Newhouse here in Houston, an old money municipal bond firm. I got lucky where I got there, folks. I got to tell you, Ted Parsons was a man. I learned so much from him. And he'd be all over this market, folks, because he loved a wall of worry. Bull markets that climb a wall of worry, about as strong a market as you'll see. And look at what we got going on. We got Russia, Ukraine, okay? Russia, Russia, Russia again. You know, got to wag that dog if you're Joe Biden. And you've got, again, another, another wall of worry, Joe Biden, the worst president that we've ever seen in this country, who truly wants to, he hates America. He just hates America. I don't understand that. All this, this country's done is made him successful and wealthy and allowed him to raise a, uh, a crackhead son. And and not and had no and and have really no uh, no downside to that. How amazing is that, right? But yet he hates America. You can tell it by his policies uh, that he's enacting. Uh, truly a uh, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum loser. This guy is. Uh, but um, the other wall of worry. What else? Fed rate hikes. Everybody is so freaked out about Fed rate hikes, and they don't need to be. They shouldn't be. This is a normal part. It's called normalization, actually. And uh, they're not going to raise rates much because they can't. They raise rates more than a couple, three times. The U.S. goes into recession. They, of course, know this. They've got inflation. is another big brick in the wall of worry. And this market just continues to, it continues to move higher. Today, we'll talk about that. A big comeback today of 250 points in the Dow Jones. An even bigger comeback percentage-wise of 200 points in NASDAQ. We'll get to that. And uh, I want to talk about gold today a little bit. Big, nice rallies happening in gold, especially in the miners. And when the miners lead gold, that's when you want to be long this group. Again, I gotta, it's, it's unconventional wisdom. It just happens to be true. Not only do stocks love rising rates, but guess what else? Precious metals and miners really, really love rising rates. We've been talking about that here for a while with you. But I'm going to start this morning, uh, this afternoon, with something I shared this morning with our subscribers all over the world and um, it's, uh, it's going to kind of piggyback on what I talked about yesterday, which uh, we have psychopathic megalomaniacs uh, that, are, that are globalist fascists, that are, you know, like the Klaus Schwab, like the Biden, like the Trudeaus, that are, that are trying to, I don't know, depopulate the planet, uh, certainly put us under the thumb of the elites of the elite. You know, we're talking about really communism, fascism, all the things you learn about in school. But I'm going to read this to you, at least a part of it. Because I think it's important that people are waking up, but that, that process needs to speed up. Because this is very real, and it's happening. If you saw uh, Tucker Carlson's open last night about what's happening in Canada and how that fascism is happening here in the U.S. as well, I encourage you to watch Tucker Carlson from last night from his open. I think you owe it to your future to watch it. It's one of the best opens I've seen. Tucker's all over this, and thank God for that. But even this country's all over the world. Uh, you know, beginning two years ago, coronavirus insanity, they began adopting elements of fascism. Really, all but Sweden did this. Remember, Sweden said, you know what, <laughs> this is a flu, this is a virus, and we know how to treat those. We, we deal with them all the time here. Sweden didn't even make masks mandatory. 
right? None of the, didn't close their schools, didn't close their businesses. Their GDP actually grew during this entire, of course, the media doesn't want to talk about what Sweden did, right? Because this was a pandemic. This is always a pandemic. But for those that couldn't see it then, folks, after Canada's invocation of the Emergencies Act, which is nothing, nothing less than full-on hardcore fascism from our neighbor to the north, I'm telling you, folks, folks no, no one has an excuse any longer. No one has an excuse not to see this for what it has always been, a pandemic, a pandemic that was never about a virus at all. Nothing about this was ever about a virus. This is always about a plan to control us. Go back to 2010, Rockefeller Foundation, uh, Operation Lockstep. You can go back earlier than that. So many different documents are out there. You know, of course, the, the work that Bill Gates has done. Uh, and, um, you know, he's made a fortune off these vaccines, of course, by the way. But again, the key here I want to focus on today is fascism is not just in Canada. It's here. It, it's, it's in the U.S. right now. I know some people look at that, hear me say that and go, well, you know, we had to take a, we had to take a couple vaccines, but, you know, hadn't been that. kids had to mask up. And, oh, yeah, we had to, yeah, we had to jab our kids, too. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people lost their jobs. It would, yeah, I, I, I guess it was a little worse than I'm thinking. Yeah, you think? Even in, I'm in Texas, okay? Even in Texas and Florida, where workers by the millions have been forced to take these experimental, whatever they are, over an illness with a 99% recovery rate, or they risk losing their jobs. And many of these people just said, no, I'm not going to bend the knee. And guess what? Here in Texas and in Florida, they were fired for it. How many millions of people all over the country? I mean, what is, what is this number? What is this number? Is it 100 million? That would not have been vaccinated by this again. Whatever this is, gene editing, whatever this, this shot is, we just don't know. No one knows the long-term consequences of this. But it's happened to such a large degree. People are waking up. But, you know, I hear it every day from people that we work with. You know, I've, I've, got, a, 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 I've got a decent presence on Twitter. It's not big, but it's decent. And I, I've gotten to know a lot of great people all over the world from this. We have a lot of VRA members and from our, our marketing list all over the world. So we're talking, you know, I don't know, all together, 100,000, 200,000 people, something like that. And I get heartbreaking emails, texts, and phone calls. It happens every day. And then to add insult to injury, families and friends have been split up over this, been divided, or at one another's throats, all over what I call the relative nothingness of Rona. The relative nothingness of Rona. I actually, I've always been very direct about this, okay? People come back to me and go, Kit, how can you, how can you, Say it's nothingness when millions of people have died, 900,000 plus in the U.S. And I honestly, folks, I used to be more gentle. That's not the case anymore. I, I actually laugh out loud at, loud at these people because I believe that millions of people have died globally, just like I believe that Joe Biden got 81 million votes because he didn't. And millions of people haven't. All you have to do is read the CDC data, uh, died with and from Rona. I think, I think it really is the worst kept secret about CV, insan CV insanity. We all know this. The CDC has admitted early on uh, that only 6% or so of the deaths that came from coronavirus were actually from the virus itself. You know, multiple comorbidities. We know the average. We, we know all these facts now, okay? But these are brutal lies that have been told. Again, that's how they orchestrated the pandemic with, of course, their lapdogs in the media charging full ahead. Even Fox, folks, all of them. 
You know, I, I don't know. There's been a single network that hasn't been guilty of this. Uh, I don't know. What do you call that? Uh, television medical malpractice, maybe. But these, this is the work of psychopathic megalomaniacs. And it's time that we call them what they are because this is real and it is happening. The toughest part for me, the, and this is, I think, the toughest part for a lot of people is, is when it comes to our kids. Because we have a generation of kids whose lives have been completely upended. Maybe some don't understand this yet, but you will. You will. For many of these kids' lives have been destroyed. We don't even know, again, the long-term consequences of these jabs for these kids. But their entire lives, they'll never forget the controls, the shots, the evilness of masking. It's now ingrained in the DNA. Again, this is not an accident. It started with the hoax of climate change, folks. The hoax of climate change, which placed the very real fear into an entire generation, probably anybody under the age of about 30, if, they were, if they've been indoctrinated in the system, they have some fear in their life that they won't even live to be, you know, uh, they won't even live to be, uh, they, you know, when they, when they first started being indoctrinated with this, that they wouldn't even live to be 20 or 30 or 40. We'd all go the way of the dinosaur. And now they throw, we throw this at them, right? We throw coronavirus insanity at them to make their lives even more unbidden. This is evil. This is, this is, this is satan, satanic-like stuff here. And again, my hope, and I think the hope of all of us, is that we kind of have a wake-up call and we say, you know what, let's, let's stop fighting each other about this. You know, we're, they, they want us divided. They want us at each other. But, but, but our, our fellow mankind, we're not the ones guilty of all this. It's the powers that be. It's these evildoers that are in power, the Fauci's, the, the Gates, right, the Bidens, um, the 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 uh, uh, the Burkses, the uh, the Imperial College out of uh, out of the UK, you know these original planners and all the media lapdogs. These are the this is where our anger anger should be focused, not at each other. And I hope that becomes the case because families and friends should not be separated over something that really people were completely played over. Um, so you know. That's my hope. That's my hope. But more than anything, I do hope that we wake up. Because, you know, you see what's happening in Canada, folks. They're not slowing down. They'll take a break, and then they speed back up again. And I don't see a sense that that's going to change. Biden and all of his Dems don't seem to be worried whatsoever about the midterms. When all the polls say they're going to get demolished, do they act like they're, they're afraid of that? I think the concern a lot of us have and I've been you know, speaking up about this more because I believe we need to stop reacting and start being on alert and start planning, try to keep up with these planners, is what's next? What do they have next? Because the only way that I see that they can win the midterms is for the midterms not to take place. It's for the midterms not to vote, not to take place. How do you stop that? With martial law. You stop, you stop the voting process with martial law. It's something they accused Trump of doing. They said he was going to do it. And then he wouldn't leave office even if he was left. The left folks, if we know one thing about them, is they are masters of projection. If they accuse you of something, they are that times a thousand. So I believe that's, my, that's what I believe we need to focus on. And we should start talking about it publicly so they're on notice. So that if they do something, an event, a false flag event, something... Something again, so that Biden can 
you know, put martial law into place, just like Trudeau has done in Canada with the Emergencies Act, okay? We, we don't have to look very far to see this is a possibility. We need to start thinking like they do, like these evildoers, and talking about it so that should it happen, the country's ready for it. Go, wait a minute, wait a minute. There were a couple of hundred Republicans that were saying they might do this because they're evil and this is, this is, this is their M.O. So did they just do did, did the, you have to, You have to put this out there and start talking about it so it doesn't come as a surprise and the media, the lapdogs, can't just force uh, you know, martial law through. So we don't even have elections and they stay in power. I don't know how else. I don't know how else they lose. I mean, they win except for doing that. And they seem very comfortable in the position they're in. Okay, uh, let's talk about the market today. Again, big comeback today. Very big comeback. This market continues to look like it wants to go higher to me. You know, if you've been joining us here, you know we've been a broken record on this from the January 24th uh, capitulation lows, which are classic Monday capitulation. You know, the Mark Dow Jones fell 1,200 points on a Monday. You know, again, my, my mentor, Ted Parsons, boy, he, he would have been, rest in peace, Ted, he would have been all over that. Classic, he loved buying sharply lower opens. And those have been the lows. And out of that, what's led? The semiconductors have led. The semis lead on the way up and down, and they've led sharply. Again, yesterday was a massive day. Semiconductor ETF SMH up 5.4% yesterday. NVIDIA, the leader in the space, up 9.5% yesterday. And then today, you know, we have, again, a sharply lower open on Russia, Ukraine, you know, wag the dog. You know, the algorithms hear that, and they, and, and they hear Biden's name tied to it, and it's an automatic sell signal for these programs uh, from the algorithms. But what happened after the Fed, the Fed minutes were released today, and they said, I, I made notes on this because it's kind of funny. The Fed minutes said uh, that they're inclined to, to, to hike rates even faster and that they're looking at back-to-back rate hikes now of 50%. So the, the, the futures markets now are factoring that in. So that's new. I, I had not heard that. It's not even set in stone they'll do 50 basis points at the March meeting next month, okay? And now they're leaking out that it could be back-to-back uh, rate hikes of, of 50 basis points back-to-back. The market could have gone a lot lower on that news, but it didn't. It rallied instead. Again, it's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news. Big comeback again. Let's cover the markets here. Dow Jones today finished down 54 points. It rallied all the way back from down 300, whatever it was, back to positive uh, before losing a little bit of steam in the last few minutes of trade. Uh, the SP 500, however, did finish positive. Again, major, major, major recovery here. The smart money hour is always a big tell. That's why they call it the smart money hour. Good trading in the last hour. Really, really good trading in the last hour today. Russ 2000 was the first to go green today. It's really been the index that's been leading. The semis as a sector have led, but the index that's led has been the Russell 2000. It's been abused and used over the last year. It's been a terrible year for small caps. And again, R2K today finishing up. Even just slightly, it still finished higher. And finally, NASDAQ down 15 points. But again, NASDAQ rallied uh, close to 200 points from the lows today. Uh, that's that, that's a that's a that, that's a big recovery, and if you're bearish, that's the last thing you want to see. What I loved about today, we, again, we've been talking about it here, are the internals, and I just got to focus on it again here because even today, when we, the doubt when the when the Nasdaq was down uh, uh, 150 points, Nasdaq internals were barely negative, just barely negative, and NYSE when the Dow was down uh, 200 points. 
NYC internals were positive. SP 100 was also down seven tenths of one percent. NYC internals across the board, advanced decline and volume were both positive, and that's where they finished, folks. We had uh, uh, almost two to one positive uh, NYC for advanced decline, and, uh, and, and 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 positive volume as well. Nasdaq did finish positive on advanced decline by a couple hundred issues. Volume was just slightly negative, but just by almost like $10 million worth of trading, $100 million worth of trading, really nothing to tell you the truth. So this is a win. Today is a win for the internals, and that they, it keeps chalking up these wins. The internals continue to improve. Again, we've talked about this ad nauseum. The fourth quarter for the internals were pathetic. Honestly, it was the last nine months of 2021. Tyler and I would talk every day and go, man, what is going on with these internals? The, the market's still finishing higher, but these internals just suck. The two to one negative, and somehow we finished up 1%. What is going on here? Well, what was going on was we were having an internal bear market. We were having an internal bear market. Again, the average NASDAQ, NASDAQ stock in 2021 fell 50%. That's the average. So a lot of stocks got destroyed, right? And, um, but the reason the, the, the rest of the market didn't follow, and we didn't have a bear market because we never had a bear market. People love to say we did. We we're in one. That never happened. Uh, we only dropped 12 13%. takes 20% according to the uh, official metrics of the, uh, of the, of the record keepers. Uh, but we never had an official bear market because we had an internal bear market. Because, again, about 10 mega cap names held the market up. But, again, that's a sign of a really strong bull market that's still, frankly, we think, in its early innings. We, you know, our target still remains Dow Jones 100,000 by 2027. So uh, we are, uh, we're buyers of dips. We have been really from the March 2020 lows. And uh, certainly uh, from this uh, January 24th capitulation lows, we reloaded because we had taken profits in the fourth quarter and really gone to a lot of cash. We got silver bought. And using the VR investing system, that is, how we, that is how we trade around the markets here. And now we're back. We're loaded for bear. Uh, we own biotechs. We own small caps. We own the queues. Uh, we own housing. And we, uh, we got a, a portfolio of uh, VRA 10 baggers, which we, which, we, which we don't sell. We just dollar cost average into those uh, on a monthly basis. Um, what else today? Uh, see, oh, faith. This is good. I got to tell the story. Tyler pointed out after after the market closed, Facebook today closed at another fifty-two week low. And this is kind of funny because Facebook closed at a fifty-two week low. <clears throat> Trump Media closed up five percent at eighty-five dollars. Real strong day. Twitter down also down two percent today. Twitter down two point six percent today. Facebook down two point. What was that? Facebook down 2.2% today. Again, new 52-week low. At the same time, MSNBC ran an article, a hit piece, on Trump Media, of course, the parent company of True Social, that's about to launch here. Uh, Trump just issued his first post for True Social yesterday. Your favorite president will be posting again soon, something like that. And uh, today, MSNBC ran a hit piece on True Social and Trump Media saying, uh, here goes, Trump just laid another dud. Another company started, it's failing. Stock is getting destroyed today. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is up 5%. Uh, well, again, Facebook and Twitter are down 40 to 60% Trump Media's competition. I just find that a lot of karma in that. And uh, again, it's the Patriot play. It's, it's the patriotic play. And I think, uh, I, know, I know a lot of people. A lot of people that are not Trump fans because we didn't find Trump. Trump found us. We're fans of America. We're patriots, Right? And, and, and Trump media represents an opportunity for some real payback. 
because they're targeting all these communist big tech companies, okay? They're targeting with their various divisions, Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube and Insta, all these companies that want to censor us, want to ban us, want to deplatform us. Trump media is going after all of them. And so that's one of our key holdings here, folks. It's a VRA 10 bagger. I believe this is going to be a grand slam. Been saying that for some time. And I think it's, an, I think it's another Tesla. I really do. I think it's another Tesla. And, uh, you know, it's a cult stock. You know, I, <laughs> I, I bought Tesla at 42 because of Elon Musk. I bought Tesla. I, I didn't know about the cars. Uh, Tyler and Sam and I went to a showroom and saw a Tesla when they were first coming out. We we're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Where's the engine? Where, where's the engine? Oh, no, it's just, there's not, it's just the batteries. What? And, uh, you know, it's just so, it's a cool story, but it was Elon Musk. That's why I bought Tesla at 42. And so when I say I'm buying, you know, True Social, or Trump Media, and it's a cult stock like Tesla, you know, it's, I just have that vibe. I think it's not just Americans. It's not just Americans that want payback. And see, this is an opportunity with Devin Nunes as CEO. Wow, what a perfect, what a perfect what a perfect guy uh, that Trump put in place as CEO. Devin Nunes hates these communists and big tech. He knows the damage they've done to this country. And uh, so he and Trump both have a big chip on their shoulder. They are targeted. Uh, they are taking these companies down. And everybody has that, that vibe. We have an opportunity to be part of it by owning the stock. But folks, it's not just Americans. This is a global story. I've said this so many times. We get new listeners every day. Thank you for joining us, by the way. Folks, the world knows that if America falls, democracy is over. It's over. Freedom is over. Look at what's going now with fascism. I just, we just covered that. If America falls, now that Canada's fallen officially, and most every other country has, it's over. America must stand. So global investors, foreign investors see this and go, let me do my part. Let me buy Trump media. And, and, and at least I can, I, can, I can play a role from afar. Folks, this is happening. Hundreds of millions of investors. Hundreds of millions, mark my words. Hundreds of millions of investors globally either own or will own Trump media as the stock continues to soar. You cannot apply... In my opinion, okay, you cannot apply the metrics you might normally apply, like price to earnings multiples and price to book and all that. None of that matters here. <laughs> I'm just telling you, none of it matters. This is going to be a fun stock to watch for all the reasons I just talked about. Okay, let's look at the sector watch today. In our 11 SP 500 sectors, what do we have here? We had uh, nine. Fit- See again, here we go. This is this is fantastic. Nine finished higher, two finished lower. On a day, really, again, we had sharp losses today, folks. Again, the internals and the sectors are telling us this market wants to go higher. Again, markets love rate rate hikes. Gold and silver loves rate hikes. Nine finished higher, two finished lower. Led the upside by energy up seven tenths of one percent, and materials up six tenths of one percent. Industrials up half percent. Downside, really nothing. Both technology, we're talking about one tenth of one percent. Really nothing at all on the downside. Good day today. Good day today, all the way around, frankly, on the back of what was an amazing day yesterday. Internals yesterday were just off the charts fantastic. 86% of volume NASDAQ, 80% of volume NYSE, and then three and a half or better to one uh, on the advanced decline yesterday. So, again, back to back days of really good internals, even when the market really didn't do much today, except for that big comeback it made. That, that's a tell. That's a, that's a tell. 
Also, again, the put call ratio today. Folks, a lot of people are buying puts. It happened again today. This is the third day in a row. You know, we didn't have extremely elevated put call ratio today, but we almost the entire day we were at, 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 at 0 0.95, 0 0.96 all afternoon long. And uh, again, yesterday, the day before, well over one. So, you know, you've got the public that's buying puts. That's not a normal thing for the public to do. The market typically goes up. People typically buy calls. So when you have a preponderance of people that are buying puts, that's that's a reverse indicator. That's a, as a contrarian, you go, okay, that's bullish. It's, that's very bullish. Just like these sentiment indicators that are now flipped from being hyper bullish just last year, late last year, to now there's fear and extreme fear on these sentiment surveys. And we'll get the AI survey tonight. So we'll let you know that tomorrow on the on the podcast tomorrow. But again, uh, extreme fear. People are bare, people are bared up, and so a lot of people are short. Guess what's going to happen next? As the, as the shorts have to cover, assuming that happens, if, assuming I'm right, the shorts cover, that's fuel for the fire twice. The, they have to cover, that's a buy, and then they got to go long, and that's another buy. So that's where the fuel comes from, and you talk about a, a short squeeze and a melt-up, that's, that's what it looks like. And we, it, it looks like a really good setup here. It's, it's first, first rate hike. It looks like a really good setup. In our commodity watch today, we had, uh, let's see here, quick refresh, gold. Gold up $14 an ounce, $18.71 again. It's well above the 200-day. Gold's now at an eight-month high and uh, going higher, we believe. Again, gold loves rate heights. If you're listening to people that tell you otherwise, you should stop listening to them or challenge them. Find out why are they saying this because it's not true. Uh, the biggest bull markets take place in gold and the miners take place when rates are going higher. Uh, we've published uh, multiple documents. As a matter of fact, just in the last few days on this, if you'd like to see it, hey, sign up for our, uh, sign up for our service uh, for two free weeks. If it's a good fit for you, stick around. If not, thanks for coming by. Uh, go to vrainsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com, two free weeks. And you'll want to read the, the work I, we did last week on, on precious metals and miners and the fact they love rate increases. Uh, silver today, also up 23 cents an ounce at 23.58. Copper today, uh, also higher by two cents a pound at 4.53. Um, oil today, gave back uh, $2 a barrel. But again, oil stocks were higher. Oil was down $2 a barrel, back to 90.05. We covered yesterday. Uh, oil's hit on, on the DSI, the daily sentiment index, is hit 92.93. That's extended. That's extremely extended. That's typically where the smart money is selling. But as I said, I don't believe any pullback is going to be very, very severe here at all. Oil wants to go a whole lot higher. There's just very little supply uh, of oil in this country. Uh, again, thanks again, Biden. You insane, insane America hater. Uh, and finally for the day, Bitcoin today, quiet day right now, down $44 at 44104 Folks, as again, as always, really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for your feedback. Keep it coming. Have a great night, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.